Hey, what is up, everybody? And welcome to the Get Your Bell Rung Football Podcast. He is Kevin Reynolds. I am Bobby Wall. And we are here to talk all things football and hit you with some takes that might rattle you up a bit. On tonight's show, we got a few things to talk about. Some uh, coaching moves, uh, maybe a little free agent talk with our guy uh, Derek Carr on the move. And of course, my least favorite football game of the season, the Super Bowl. Uh, but first, Kevin, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Nice weather. Very warm out here today. Yes. Going to be in the 60s tomorrow. Feeling pretty excited. It's a hell of a football game to watch. It was. Uh, so, so, so feeling pretty good. They, they said uh, that was the third most watched television, yes. television program in history. Yep, 113 million. Yeah, um, second to, I guess, third to the Patriots-Seahawks Super Bowl and the Patriots-Falcons Super Bowl. Yep, pretty crazy. Yeah, and actually thinking about that Patriots-Falcons Super Bowl, I guess uh, guess the Eagles losing to the Chiefs wasn't quite as bad as if you were a Falcons fan a yeah, few years was, ago. That was, that was brutal, <laughs> brutal. Plus, you had a Super Bowl five years ago, so it had been nice to get another yeah. one in, but uh, at least you have something. We'll get there. We'll get there. Uh, so Derek Carr, sir, he has officially been released by the Las Vegas Raiders. They gave him permission to seek a trade. He did and then decided, you know what? Screw this. You're not getting any trade compensation for me. You're going to have to cut me. Uh, he was not going to approve any trade and he was released today. So uh, because he was released, he does not have to wait for free agency to start. He can go ahead and sign with the team whenever he wants. So who do you think he's going to go to? A couple teams have been thrown out there. The Saints, Jets, Texans, Panthers, Washington. Who else? Well, quickly, I read something today that was interesting. They gave him permission to talk to other teams, mm -hmm. which isn't theoretically necessarily to trade. I think that's what they were hoping would come up. But obviously, why? Why would anybody trade when they knew you, your, your, their hand was forced? They were going to have to cut him today by four o'clock. Uh, no reason that, you do this if you were concerned another team might grab him. Right, that's the that's only it. reason. But that's I would imagine they got something in their mind, and Carr was like, "Ooh, that sounds pretty good." And there's a good chance I, I have them going to the Saints. Vegas has them going to the Panthers. If you're Derek Carr. Why the Saints? Because you can sign with anyone. Why the Saints? You got Chris Olave. You got Mike Thomas. You got Alvin Kamara. You got a decent defense. Uh, I'm not going to say they're Super Bowl contenders here. You're in a terrible division. Tom Brady just left. Um, I, I don't. I when you look you at some Michael of Thomas. the teams, I just think it, it would make sense. Well, Michael Thomas, we know he's washed up, but maybe he might have a one decent season left in him or or two. Um. My the one I like to see him go to would be if Rodgers doesn't go to the Jets. I'd like to see him go to the Jets and slang it up there. You got a lot of weapons there. Why would anybody want to go to Carolina at this point, nine years into his career? Does he really want to be part of a complete rebuild? Well, they have a decent running game. Granted, it's not Alvin Kamara, but he has DJ Moore. And a decent they, running game. They've got two guys yeah. that'll be lucky to to even be a starter next year. They'll likely have somebody else starting. I mean, yeah. Well, 
which is fine, but the the running game in and of itself, they get they're a decent rushing team. Well, so, and it's going to depend too on what Wright does. It's that it could be a completely different offense. Now he's made it very true. clear he's building this team around a quarterback. Um, very true. Maybe maybe that would be good. He's he well, we thought he was a quarterback whisperer. These last couple he's uh, whispered at weren't. I guess they weren't listening. They had some wax in their ears. <laughs> they, they, they were too old. <laughs> Too old to hear him. Yeah, too too old, too busy dealing with the royal family. All kinds of messed up stuff going on there. But nonetheless, an intriguing one to me that I would love to see now that there's talk about it. I don't think it's going to happen. I'd say they're probably about sixth would be the Skins. Sorry, the Commanders, the football team, whatever the hell they're called anymore. They have a really solid, maybe top 10 receiver core. You got a guy that can sling it. You got two good running backs, um, a decent tight end if he's ever on the field. That's a team that I think he would fit in perfectly with. But as we find with the commanders, that that makes too much sense for them to actually do it. So I, I can't really see that happening. Well, I can tell you the the Panthers were tenth in rushing yards last year as a team, and the Saints were nineteenth. So um, again, the rushing game. For Carolina's not bad. Now you don't know who's coming back, Chuba Hubbard, and uh, so we'll see. But for me, I think it's the Jets. They got the rookie, the offensive rookie of the year, and defensive rookie of the year. They're so young; they have a lot of talent there. We both said they were just not abysmal quarterback play away from possibly making the playoffs. The thing is, is the Jets are holding out for Rodgers. They want to really find out what's going on. And my thing is that Carr will sign with somebody before they even get a chance. Don't disagree. However, why are they waiting out to trade for Rodgers when you can get Carr for free? I would prefer a free Derek Carr. I would prefer a free Derek Carr over whatever draft compensation you're gonna have to give up but, for but you and i have discussed that we think the jets that overall roster and that coaching now are man an aaron Rodgers away for competing for the afc crown i don't necessarily know that getting Derek carr is going to be the the thing that, i think it's obviously way better a million times than anything they've got now but i don't know that it's 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 their super bowl bound with Carr. i agree i it, it's so there's so many moving parts here and and Aaron Rodgers is sort of the linchpin to this whole thing of where other quarterbacks are going to end up going because so many teams, Carr would be their second or third choice, obviously, compared to Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I understand what you're saying there, but at the same time, man, if I if I feel I've really got a shot, man, I'm taking Aaron Rodgers 100 times out of 100 over Derek Carr. This depends on what it costs. Hmm? Yeah, they won't have to pay anything. No compensation at all since he was released. He didn't didn't leave as a free agent. There will be no compensatory picks. It's just straight up Raiders. Another stupid decision in their long list of decisions for the last twenty couple years, and we'll see where they go. Smart money is probably on some random team we haven't even heard of yet, like in the Deshaun Watson thing. No, you didn't hear about the Browns until about five minutes before yeah. uh, before yeah. he got traded there. And it could be, and he can he can wait. He can sign right away since he's a vested veteran. Right. He can sign right away. He doesn't have to wait till uh, How about, about Tennessee? a month from regular free agency to start. There, I, I just don't see that happening. Where I mean, I, you broke up over there for a second? I didn't hear what you said. 
Sorry, Titans. I heard uh, saw oh, the yeah, Titans got thrown out there too. I don't, I don't see that happening. Why would he want to go there? Just yeah, that that makes no sense from many standpoints. Maybe money but, talks yeah. though. I don't see. Yeah, I don't. I, that that's a that's a real long shot there. I think a quarterback going to the Titans is about the same as a quarterback going to the Ravens when when uh, uh, Roman was there. Like, why? Why would I want to go there so I can hand the ball off thirty eight times a game? Same with the receivers. Why do I want to go to a place where I'm never going to touch the ball? How do you feel about Monken, your new uh, I love it. offensive coordinator? He, from, he had from some Georgia. success in the NFL. He's had a ridiculous amount of success at Georgia. We talked earlier about this. You don't get to play uh, Tennessee, Louisville, every, ever, ever, Kentucky, Louisville, wherever Louisville is. You don't get to play those teams in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's got to be better than Greg Roman. I think he'll. I really think L. Jacks will stay now. They'll build around that, but they're going to finally do something to change up the play calling, change up the whole mindset, and actually get the ball downfield once in a while. The problem is there's no receivers. They're trash. Bateman's good. He's just hurt. Well, what does that do? That's trash. That's still just trash. I don't care what your potential is. If you freaking sit out half of every season, you're just still trash to me. We we the teams relying on you and then you don't play it sort of kills the offense. Wouldn't you agree? Oh, for sure. And, and I think it speaks volumes that uh, Greg Roman's gotten one interview since getting the can, and it and made no sense. You know who it's with? Washington. Why would you? Why would they want him? You've got that amazing skill set of those three receivers, and you're going to bring in a guy who doesn't want to throw to them. Uh, it's almost like they did it like just to be nice to him to throw a bone at him. Uh, possibly he's and, awful i mean he yeah, should just would... he should just quit and okay. go work at a taco bell because okay. he sucks he'd suck at that too probably the tacos would be great for a year year and a half and then they would suck and then four years later when the business is about to go under they finally decide you know what it's not working we'll give you till tomorrow to quit you always got to get me started <laughs> you, you, you okay you, all right? you know my hatred for that man and his whole philosophy of football, like it's 1938 football. It's it's your fault. You say it all the time. I should have kept my mouth shut. Uh, and then one more I want to get your take on is a name that's been hot on the head coaching circuit for seemingly half a decade, but never seems to get uh, a gig, and that's Eric Bieniemy. The OC yeah. for Kansas City. Do I, I mentioned this to you off air? He must give the worst interviews of anyone ever for him not to get yeah. a job. I don't understand. I, no, I'm with you. And I I mentioned then, you know, maybe he's going there picking his nose, ripping off uh, ketchup and onion farts, talking like he's in the third grade. I I don't know. Uh, we, we discuss other things though. The fact that. No, it seems nobody gives him any credit. All the credit goes to Mahomes and Reed. Yep. The enemy doesn't even really, he doesn't rarely call the plays, does he? Uh, no, that's mostly Andy Reed calling yeah, the plays. Yeah, so he's not really doing that. Now, he gets all these guys in great positions. He does his things. And I know Pat Mahomes brings him up here and there. But my thought is he's never been a head coach. And you know how much I hate endless retreads, especially retreads with losing records. Why not give this guy a chance? What's the worst that's going to happen? You still suck. The best thing that's going to happen is you have Andy Reid's freaking protege rolling in with all that 
mindset, that huge playbook, you get yourself a decent quarterback. They've proven you don't even need high-level receivers to make it work. Next thing you know, you got a winning team. And I think we also we talked also another big thing is five straight AFC championship games, three Super Bowls. Half these teams have already hired by the time he even gets a chance to interview. I, I don't like the way the NFL does that. I think it's bullcrap. Florio agrees. One of the few things, again, that he's actually intelligent about, that all these guys are hired. It's like you get penalized for being good. And here's the last one for me. Um, he So Sean McVay goes out and you know does his thing and gets hired. And if you have even like given Sean McVay a high five at a luncheon, you get hired to be a football yep. coach. You can't tell me that McVay's a better head coach than Andy Reid. The enemy's been with him forever. How does he not get that opportunity? Just being your let's look at your two boys from the Eagles going into this season. If you weren't an Eagles fan, you didn't even know who they were. Right. Meanwhile, right. today they both got or yesterday and today they're both now head coaches. Yep, and we'll talk With about very that. Very little experience. Show, but... Oh, I know. I'm just yeah. adding yeah. on to that, so it just doesn't make a lot of right. sense. I, he must have really pissed somebody off. Maybe he ran over Roger Goodell's dog, and he winks, winks it to all the owners at the at the big board meetings not to hire him. I don't know. So it, it just why why do would you not want to hire a winner who is literally Andy Reid's right hand man? No clue. And then last one, did we talk about the Cowboys hiring uh, Brian Schottenheimer as their offensive coordinator? We, last week? You mentioned it last week. We didn't really talk okay. about it. We I, mentioned how yeah. it's it's a sham. Yeah, because it's going to kill C.D. Lamb because uh, Schottenheimer just wants to run the ball. So that's going to kill him. And the fact, yeah, but McCarthy's going to call plays. He's he's already made. He's straight up right out of the horse's mouth. I, I that that whole thing is just. He should have just fired the whole staff on the offensive side of the ball completely sell out, bring in Sean Payton, and start over on offense. You got the horses to pull the wagon, but instead you're going to bring in all these moron retreads that are just going to just make it worse than it already is. I hear you. Talk about a waste of a window, dude. The Cowboys on paper have one of the best rosters in all of football, but wasting this whole window of opportunity. And I mean, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't happy about it. Well, of course, yeah, that's an right. Eagles fan, you Good. love it, but yeah. for for the NFL and for just any just football, I, I want to see the best players making plays, doing their thing, not being held back by incompetent coaching staffs. They're probably the third best team in the NFC. The Cowboys, yeah, Eagles, Niners, and Cowboys, and we'll have to see where the Niners go because right now they've got a grand total of zero quarterbacks healthy. Right. All right, uh, you ready to move on? Yeah, let's do it. Got to get my tissues uh, close. Poor fella. Kansas City Chiefs took down my Philadelphia Eagles 38-35 to in what was honestly a fantastic game to watch. I mean, there was excitement every quarter, every drive. Yep. It seemed like there was a big play. Uh, I'm not – Was it? were there any three and outs? I know one. the Eagles won. Won the whole game. The Eagles had one three and out. Yep. Um, the so there are several storylines here. Uh, one of them for me was that the Eagles needed to get to Mahomes, uh, and they couldn't do it. They didn't get a single sack. The Chiefs got had two sacks, I believe, on the night. Uh, but that's a you know, um, Hertz is a little more mobile. They 
they move him around and, and they do set runs for him and stuff like that. So, uh, but I, th- the field was one thing that you brought was one of the first things you brought up in a text during the game. And you were like, this field is disgusting. How could Roger Goodell in the NFL allow yeah. the biggest game in the world to be played on a field in this terrible of, of condition. Oh. And we, when your defensive line is when your defense is built around a defensive line that rushes the passer and gets to him, they don't have that footing that they need to do it. And, you know, that's, that was a big part, I think, in the reason that, that Philly couldn't pressure Mahomes. So that happened to both teams because the Kansas city is the same. They're, they're a team who relies on a lot of sacks, a lot of pressure. You're right. I, I, I said something to you before they were even talking about like, what is going on on this field? Like you could see play after play, linemen just falling over, receivers falling out of their kickers spraining their ankles, just trying Defense to plant the kick. Yeah, yeah, it was ridiculous. And we talked before on here that always benefits the offense because the offense knows where they're going, so they don't slip as much. The defense right. has to react. So when you're reacting, there goes your foot. There you go. There goes a touchdown. There goes a seven yard gain that should have been a two yard loss. It wasn't pretty, and $800,000, which is nothing to the NFL. You have these out, you have these basically indoor almost stadium with grass. You know, they roll that field out and it goes there, but the root structure is just never there. You can't lay a field and two weeks later expect the root structure to be there. So, what the, and then it was worse where the paint was because that gets a little bit more condensation on it and sometimes kills just a little bit more of the grass. It's turf paint, so it doesn't truly kill it, but it weakens roots even more. I know this because I used to work on golf courses. Um, so they're just slipping and sliding all over the place. It was a huge thing at the end of the game when Mahomes took that final kneel down. He should have done it a yard up because he actually knelt down right on the edge of the paint. And you made Bucker have his plant foot in that in that worse grass instead of just doing it. I'm like thinking, like, what is he doing? Just get in the nice grass. Are you stupid? But, yeah, so that's a huge thing. I don't know how the NFL can't get this right. It's like playing service after playing service, year after year, sucks. Bring somebody in that knows what they're doing. It's, it really is wild to see how many games. Because there are several games every single year yep. that this happens. And the players especially complain all not, the time. They do nothing about it. Especially when it's not weather related. No. You know, this not wasn't – it's not like it rained all day. No, and it you wasn't some, I mean? like, turf field where they're – digging in and spraining ankles, tear knees. It's just like a couple of them said it was like playing on snow, playing on ice, playing. One of them said, uh, one of your Eagles, I forget which one it was. So it was like playing at a, uh, a water park. That's how yeah, slippery that's, it was. And you could see uh, it. Jalen Hurts changes cleats after the first quarter. Most of them did. They, yeah, most of them went to the longer cleats because they had to, and they were still slipping, sliding. It, now both last teams week, played on it, but it's still right. You had this biggest game in the world of all sports. That maybe the World Cup final, and you want your best players being able to show what they can do, not slipping and sliding all over the place like they're on ice skates. Last week I said uh, that the Chiefs, their keys to victory, they needed to protect Mahomes, which they did. They needed to protect Mahomes, which they did, and they needed to make splash plays. And guess what? They did. They did that as well. They had a fumble recovery for a touchdown and a huge punt return. They did exactly what I said they needed to do to win. And here they go, um, running off with the championship. Yeah, they did. Didn't Another- even have two hundred yards passing. Now, granted, they only had the ball for like twenty-two minutes. That makes it difficult. But uh, Mahomes is—he still played a great game. Just didn't throw up the stats he usually does. 
Right. Uh, and then the other big storyline is obviously the holding call that was made at the end of the game, which by definition was a hold. Um, you could see the jersey get tugged uh, at different angles. James Bradbury came out himself after the game and said, yeah, I, I held him. I hope I was hoping they didn't call it, which was fine that he was hoping that because they didn't call it one single time during the entire game. And you and I both know that there's offensive holding and defensive holding on almost every single play. 99.8. Yep. <laughs> right. I don't have a problem with the refs calling that play if they also called it in the first quarter, second quarter, and third quarter, and the fourth quarter before a minute and 54 seconds remaining. Because if I'm the head referee, even if I'm the one that threw the flag, because sometimes you see it, oh, there's a hold, you throw the flag, and then you think, hold on. There's a minute and 54 seconds left in this game. If we call this ticky-tack hold, the game is over. I get my referees, my you know, all of them together, and we say, look, fellas, we, we got to pull this flag. It was not egregious by any means. I'm, I'll be honest with you. It was Juju that got held, right? Yep. If, if Juju is uncovered, I'm not sure he catches that ball. I think it was overthrown. But regardless, I get together. I'm like, fellas, we got to pull this flag. We cannot be the reason this game ends here right now. We got to let these boys play. We haven't. There was not one defensive pass interference or defensive holding the entire game until under two minutes to go. It's funny that we talk about it because you didn't really see any. There was nothing egregious during the game that you're like sitting there like, what the hell? Why are they not calling this? That said, when it first happened, I texted you immediately like, that's the worst phantom holding call I've ever seen in my life. Now that we've seen 58 different angles and all kinds of slow-mo and full speed, and the simple fact that Brad Bradbury admits he was hoping to get away with a hold there, it was a hold. There's no way around it. It just was. That said, too, we, we talked earlier, that flag went up long before we ever knew this would be most likely an uncatchable ball. Holding happens before the ball is released. So... We don't know what would have happened, but the, the the flag was already there, so you can't you can't uncall that. That said, in the in the pool, no, I'm I'm not saying I'm not saying you can't uncall the hold. I'm saying that you can't uncall it based on an uncatchable ball because uncatchable ball does not matter with a hold, only pi. And the the pool, the press pool that the, you know the head referee, the umpire has to talk after interviewed. He said they did talk about it, and there wasn't a single guy that saw it that didn't agree with the call. I'm with you. What I think that would have made this a lot better is if there could have been a couple more calls during the game. That then was, people would have said, well, this has been consistent the whole game and blah, blah, blah. Uh, but that said, I mean, it really was a hold. It's just at a terrible time. The thing I don't like, too, though, with a lot of the experts and, and regular people out there, I don't know what they're talking about, is they complain when this happens, like, let them play, let them play. It's the last two minutes of the Super Bowl. They're the same ones that bitch and moan when they make an egregious non-call in the last two minutes of a Super Bowl. Like, you can't have it both ways. Just have some consistency. It was really at a crappy time. And I don't, I still don't love the call. But the fact is, it was a hold. And really, the kicker for me is Bradbury. He, he's straight up. I held him. I, hope, I was hoping they wouldn't call it. They did. And that was game. Well, the biggest thing, it's not necessarily was it a hold or not. It's why did they call it when they called it? Because it it was a hold. I mean, I'm watching it. Bradbury said it. It's a hold. But why call it when you called it when you didn't call any others? And I guarantee if we broke down, if we looked at the all 22 on every single pass play 
by both teams. Oh, yeah, we'd find There's, a lot. There had to be an, at least another dozen just my, like my, it. One, one thing Bradbury did say is, like, I you know I did it right in front of the referee, so there's no way they weren't. he wasn't going to see it. Um, it was right there. It was right in front of him. The flag was thrown immediately. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm like 50 or six of one, half dozen the other. I want them to call the game because if they – if you start chasing it, you're not going to call fouls. Then in the last five minutes of the game, everybody's going to foul everybody constantly because they, they're they just not going to call it unless you – it's like last Boy Scout and you freaking shoot somebody. Okay, that's you know? okay. Well, I'm just saying, I it can't be like that. You have to call penalties when they're penalties. It, it's one of those deals that they've talked a lot. If you're a KC fan, you loved it. If you're a Philly fan, you didn't. Everybody else is somewhere in between. I, I, mean, I don't know. I just, I just, I wish it wouldn't have happened, but guess what? It did. Right. Absolutely. Sure did. Um, One thing I'll say a positive that came out of this game is I think the few critics that Jalen Hurts had left, they have to be silenced now. I mean, he, I, I personally thought Jalen Hurts was the best football player on the field. And that includes Patrick Mahomes with the plays he was making and when he was making them, especially with his inexperience. I mean, Mahomes has been here before. He's done this dance. Uh, Hertz had 11 incompletions, right? Somewhere around there, something like 11. Yeah. Two, three, maybe four of them were throwaways. A.J. Brown had one knocked away. One was a Hail Mary attempt at the end. And Quez Watkins dropped maybe the best pass of the entire game. So, I mean, we're looking at, what, five incompletions total maybe and some of them like the one to quez Watkins, there was another ball he threw to the, dallas the best goddard. throw he had was to goddard on the sideline there was a um, there was a space about that big to get yes. it in and he got it in it that was the best I'm throw of the game you, for any of them i i was so floored at some of the plays hertz was making especially when he was making them um i'm i'm very impressed and they're gonna pay him a bunch of money and it might be the only time i've ever thought you know what? Just do it. I certainly didn't want to give Carson Wentz any money. Uh, but Hurts, I mean, and even outside of his play, the intangibles, his leadership, he has some of the best quotes I've yeah, ever he, seen. He's not a whiner. Had. I love that he's not a whiner. Oh, I know. He, and he's a leader, man. But, the players love him. The coaches love him. Oh, so yeah. Can, I'm I, happy can I play devil's advocate real quick? Yeah, please. So I'm watching that game. And mm. first of all, you know how much I hate because and the Ravens do it too. Uh, if the Eagles do it the most, the Ravens do it the second most. The rugby play with the fourth and one, third and one. Um, that false start led to fourth and six, which led to a normal play, and essentially what could have amounted to a fourteen point swing in a game you lost by three. As great That's as he is, he has got to hold on to that ball. He wasn't even tossed. He just straight up dropped it. Right. And I'm not saying it can't happen to anybody, but I'm telling you that those two plays right there, you could make a very definitive case. Those two plays combined cost them the game. They were on, we said what was going to happen in this game, either a Philly blowout or a close KC win. They're on the verge of Philly blowout when that happened. Next yep, thing they, you know, it's KC close win. So as great as he played, and boy, some of those throws were amazing, and he ran at all the right times. And I, I am with you, dude. I love the way he talks after games. He doesn't he doesn't mince words. He tells you straight up how he's feeling. He takes responsibility for everything. He says, I got nowhere to go but up. I have no choice. You know, hats off to KC. But, man, those two plays essentially 
no two plays cost a team a game, but that was as close to to back to back plays that could kill a championship as you, as you're going to see in a close Super Bowl. Uh, I, I couldn't agree more. Absolutely, I mean, and all the momentum, all the momentum. They were on about what the forty, so they were going to head in. I had no doubt they were going to score there, and then it just all fell apart. But he also isn't known for fumbles. I mean, he didn't. No, he's turn not. The ball no, he's great at holding at the ball, but. Man, sometimes it, it's not always – it's not how many, it's when. Yeah, true. And yeah. Both good and bad. Like, you know, you get your home run hitter. You might only hit 20 on the year, but if he hits one to win the World Series, it doesn't matter that's about right. the other – when he hit – they didn't only hit 20. Um, right. But that's just devil's advocate. Other than that, you're right. He was absolutely freaking lights out. The dude did not yeah. fold remotely under the pressure of, of, of that game. No, very impressed. And, man. So happy for him. Um, looking ahead, 2023, uh, I really only have one note for the Chiefs. They're still the team to beat. Now, granted, they're in a tougher um, conference. Obviously, it's a lot harder to come out of the AFC with the Bengals and the Bills. And who, I mean, your Ravens, usually, if they can get their offensive coordinator in, uh, you know, in the building and, and get his head screwed on straight and get something out of your offense, you know, the Ravens are there. Uh, the Dolphins, especially if they bring a Vic oh, Fangio yeah. to short that defense, they're going to be back. Um, so Has Sean Payton in the conference now. Uh yeah, got that. Yeah, and um, that, a, yeah, but Jacksonville, Price boys, yes, Jets? yes. Now, Jets Philly, get Aaron Rodgers. How are they not in the top five in the AFC? Yeah, with that, with right. that freaking lineup on both sides of the ball. And and so the opposite of that is really the only thing. The only thing that has me um, feeling halfway decent about the Eagles next year, because you mentioned briefly, they're losing not just their offensive coordinator, but their defensive coordinator as well. Um, yep. One is the head coach of the Cardinals now. The other is the head coach of the Colts. And they have 10 starters that are going to be free agents. Let me read these names to you. Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Javon Hargrave, uh, first ballot Hall of Famer Jason Kelsey, James Bradbury, Isaac Samalu, uh, TJ Edwards. Actually, Kazir White, I think, is a starter as well. So they might have 11 here. Miles uh, My Sanders, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, uh, and Marcus Epps. So we're talking both of their safeties, one of their corners, a ton of guys in the front seven. It's. It's not good, man. It's can, uh can we as we continue that, can we go back real quick to your secondary? We talked about yeah. this earlier that Ayuk and Debo last week both said if that front four doesn't get pressure on Mahomes, that secondary is going to be exposed. And boy, it, it was not pretty. Though how have you ever been a fan of corn dogs? I don't know where you're headed here with that, but well, the first play to Tony, the actual name of the play when it's called in is corn dog. Okay. That's the name of, you know, Andy Reid gives all his plays these weird names. That's the corn dog. Got it. Um, I, I saw the stats. We talked about he was open by 11.2 yards from the five. And then the other one on the other side of the field was a variation of the corn dog because on the original corn dog, you had the tight end and the wide out on the throwing side and you could RPO run it to the left. This next one, you could, it was two receivers on the left and could run it to the right. So just barely a change. This time, Sky Moore is open by 13.2 yards from the five, which it seems almost impossible that the nearest defender is 13 yards away from you 
on the five. And you saw the confusion that they they were doing it. And and I read a thing today that Bienemy and and um and Reed saw how they switch off and how they do these dead sprints across the field because they're so good that they do it and they get away with it and they can catch everybody. And they did this on purpose and they had not run that play since week one. They ran it once and it didn't work, but they did it twice on opposite sides in this game, knowing full well the Eagles would switch off at that exact moment and be caught sprinting while they while the receivers were planting their foot and turning around at the exact moment of the snap. And you couldn't design two better plays. I, I just it's like we we talked I don't know if it was you or my buddy Jane we talked earlier one of the Eagles was quoted the other day as saying man we came to the Super Bowl but the defense never got off the bus Andy Reid is he's the he best. is a genius he's a genius and yes. then you have Patrick Mahomes <laughs> to implement it um and it's interesting I, I was trying to explain this to someone today where if Patrick Mahomes has a different head coach he's not Patrick Mahomes of course not he was put the, he was drafted know, specifically for this offense specifically every, every generation has a coach quarterback combo so like bill walsh got joe montana that was the perfect quarterback for his system if joe montana plays for the seattle seahawks it does that doesn't work out that way no um, um obviously andy reed has patrick mahomes bill belichick had tom brady i mean you get these coaches that if they get their perfect guy i mean watch out you got dynasty in the making and that's saying some of these things were accidents with this they traded up to get him yeah. he knew that with his skill set he was going to come in learn for a year and and just roll with that of course nobody could have predicted this level of success but watching that eagles defense who is i'll give it to him historically probably one of the 10 best defenses in league history this year just get eaten up like that and really not have much of a, a factor in the whole game. I mean, the second half, the the Chiefs scored on every possession. One stop. All oh. you needed was one stop. Yeah, one. Well, and one it changed turn the whole there. dynamic. And they touchdown, touchdown, yep. touchdown, field goal. And the field yep. goal is only because they stopped trying to score, you know, when McKinnon did that little slide. That said, they've got a lot of holes to fill next year. We both know that the – cap is essentially imaginary it's going up another 20 million anyway but there's no way one of the caveats of success is all your players want more money and your coaches leave for for up for, for higher positions so it, it's a caveat and one that the eagles have to deal with you're right a lot more than the chiefs are going to have to and one more quick thing on this game there is one guy in the league now that i have decided after watching this game is my absolute favorite person in the league to see with the ball in their hands. More than Debo, more than JJ, more than more than Eckler. You hate Canaris, Tony. Isaiah Pacheco. Okay, all right. There is nobody in the league I would rather see with the ball in their hands. That dude, I was telling Jamie today, he really does look like last Boy Scout. He runs down the field like he really is going to start shooting He's people. so angry. He's, He's so angry. And so have you seen him? I had never seen his face. Did you see him during the Super Bowl with his helmet off after he scored? He um, looks like a I don't remember. supermodel. He's dreamy I've looking. Seen his face. He looks like a Jamaican supermodel. He's got that pretty face, the dreads. And I'm thinking, like, this doesn't, I'm thinking he's going to look like Frank Gore. He's going to have like Tyreek Hill <laughs> platinum gold teeth. Frank Gore look like he's just going to kill everybody yeah. he sees. Yes. No, he looks like a freaking fashion model. But the dude next uh, year, I'm expecting big things. Take a closer from look. Him. 
I'm expecting big things from him. Oh man, you I just love two weeks ago you said I know that I didn't think of it. Now I do. McKinnon's coming back. Nobody's going to pay him a lot of money. They know that 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 he was just a recipient of of scheme. Before we move on to our top five, to our way 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 too early top five tight ends. So nothing has changed with how Pacheco plays football, but because you think he's pretty, now you think he's going to be better. No, it wasn't pretty. So it's just watching him again and knowing now, watching him ripping off yard after yard, I think Reed's finally going to do. It's not like I said he was going to suck. I just said I didn't ever think he'd be in a Kareem Hunt role where he's on the field for 60 downs. But I'm starting to think he's going to be on more and more, and they're going to try to start take a little more pressure off Mahomes and maybe get a running game back and let that freaking lunatic just bury people because he's freaking nuts, dude. People look like afraid to stand in front of one. He's coming down the field. They just sort of tackle from the side. You got to admit that he, I mean, you love watching the dude run. He's angry. I don't know what to do with you. All you right. deny that he's an angry runner? He absolutely is. All right. And handsome. Way, way, way too early. Top five fantasy tight ends. Um, The most boring position in all of fantasy football. Travis Kelsey, he's got to be the top guy. He's been a top two guy at the position for what seems like forever. He's durable. I mean, he's a go-to guy for arguably the most talented quarterback we've ever seen. He just had his best season. I don't care about his age. I he nope. outscored nope. tight end two by a hundred points. I don't. I don't care how old he yeah. is. The guy. I don't care if he's seventy nine because age doesn't go into our fantasy points. As long as right. he's the focal point of that offense and as good as he is, and they're scheming him open by seven yards on two out of every three plays. How could you not go with him? You're right. You can make the case. I was looking at some numbers the other day. Just put them through in my head a little bit and on an Excel sheet. You could have made the case last season to make him the number one overall player taken in fantasy. Yeah. You have such a huge game-by-game -game basis every week over any other tight end in the league. And you still can wrap around and get all the other players that you want. I mean, look at all the people that took Jonathan Taylor. He scored what? About 60% of the points Travis Kelsey scored? Yeah, you'd rather have Kelsey. Of course, because you're killing people at that position. Who's your who's your tight end to? I sort of had two A, two B. I have Hawkinson and Andrews together. The big question mark is Andrews, who's throwing to him. Um, I, I want to go Andrews as a Ravens fan, but this year scared me. Had a couple big games, a couple games where it's like he wasn't even on the field. But with with, I, I can't imagine that they're not going to start trying to utilize him again. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I have Hawkinson and Andrews as well. Hawkinson's been a top five tight end two in the last three years. The Vikings have the eighth highest scoring offense, so you know he's getting Kirk the ball. He was second, to him. Uh, he does. He was second targets among tight ends, second in catches and yards. He's third in red zone targets, so they look for him whenever it matters the most. What a steal. I know. Jeez. I know. And then Andrews. What was Detroit I'm, doing? I don't, I don't know. Andrews missed a couple games, and for a good portion of the year, he had Tyler Huntley and his two passing touchdowns, throwing him the ball. He was still tight end four. Um, you know, if if Lamar Jackson, you said it, obviously the quarterback here is the biggest question mark. If um, 
if Lamar's back, I anticipate Andrews going right. He Andrews is the only guy to knock Kelsey off the, the tight end one um, spot for I don't know how many years, but because he was a tight end one two years ago, yep. Andrews was. He's a Travis Kelsey in this offense, and I just I it's tough for me to go away from him because he also doesn't leave the field like a lot of these guys. They're also good at blocking, so that you so right they when don't have the to leave the field. The more opportunities, right? It's the state of the position. He had an awful year, and he still ended up four. Right, I know. <laughs> so, so there's no reason to take him out. It's not like there's a bunch of guys just crawling up behind him, ready to 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 leapfrog over him. There's just there's not much behind him to catch him. So like, uh, Justin Jefferson was a number one fantasy wide receiver. If you took off a hundred points, you go down to like wide receiver eleven was a hundred points behind yeah, him. There's so Kelsey many more. Was, right, a hundred points over TJ Hawkinson. It was two. Yeah. So crazy. Who's uh, who's your three then? Well, those were my two and three. Um, as much as I hope this to happen, I ha- I have Kittle at four. I have him moving back up again because the end of the season, especially if Purdy's quarterback, I think the dude could end up two. Uh, but I have him at four, still not knowing which of those three guys. You you have to imagine it's not going to be Garoppolo because Shannon's already said I can't imagine any scenario he's back. Well, guess what? He said that last year and he was back. But I really don't think now that they have Purdy, I don't think they will. Purdy's supposed to have his elbow surgery here in, what, two weeks, three weeks. They're saying they're going to do the strap thing at first, but if they go in and realize there's too much damage, it's going to be a full Tommy John. And that means he's not playing this coming year. Trey Lance, what does he have to offer? I just love rooting for Kittle, so I I put him at four still. Yeah, I'm with you. He was first in fantasy points per target, uh, and when quarterbacks threw his way, the quarterback rating was 132 was yeah, also the highest. As, I mean, just underutilized at times. I don't understand why he yeah. disappears and gets like He's not open. They just well, scheme, same with him, they scheme him out for some reason. Uh, but again, just like Andrews, this, it, this is predicated on who the quarterback is. Also, we don't, if Trey Lance is a guy, we don't know if he's going to utilize Kittle the way that party did and, yeah. and Jimmy G. did. So that's, you know, we'll see how that pans out. Uh, and then my last one, I have Dallas Goddard. We played a great offense, great QB. Um, he was tight end 11 last year, but he missed five games. Points per game, he was top five. He actually, he was five. Um, and Philly loves to scheme him open. Unlike, you know, when Kittle disappears at times, Goddard at least always seems to be in the game plan. They they do screens to him and yep. they do delayed routes where, you know, pretends like he's blocking and goes out. They They always find a way to get the ball in his hands. I think he was the... Second leading receipt, or he had was he third in the in the Super Bowl by an AJ? But I can't remember how many catches he had. I know Devontae, I think it was good because he gets about six to ten targets every game you can count on. Right. It. My Absolutely. favorite thing about him is the dude has hands. He catches like a receiver. He catches freaking everything. If you get the ball to him, he's most likely catching it. And like all these other guys, he's great at blocking, so he never has to leave the field. Okay. So I don't really have an outlier. I was trying to think today of a guy that could be an outlier, but the tight end position is so awful. I don't really have a guy that was like 30th this year that maybe will be top five next year. I kill you. I I don't, I'm going team by team. Like there's nobody here that I think is going to take that leap. I can't imagine either between them, their quarterback or their, or their style, their offensive style that that it's going to happen. I'll give you one that I bet. Go, yeah. go for it. Go for it. Then we'll change topics real quick. I'll give you one that you'll like. I, I don't know that I believe it, but 
I'm going to give him to you in case you want him. So is Gabe Davis a free agent? I I don't know. Because if he leaves. What the? Wait, what's you talk about? You don't know me anymore. What the? What are you about to say? If he leaves. Folks, we got to (laughs) go. Something weird's about to happen. We'll see you all next week. If he leaves, Kevin, Josh Allen's got to throw the ball to someone, right? This is ridiculous. I'm I'm looking, though. I'm looking here at some free agents. Okay. Gabe Davis is not a free agent. Okay. But as I'm going through the list here, these tight ends, I mean, Dawson Knox was not a tight end one. He was, you know, an upper tight end two. I know you like him. Um, I just like well, him as a guy who any given week might score you a touchdown. Because most tight ends can't really say that. Uh, true. But for me, I'm going to give you the tight end 25, 24, 22 last year. Give it to me. Um, and now it's all going to be predicated on where he goes. But, you know, a lot of this matters. How about you Mike Jasicki? He cares. If Mike Jasicki oh. ends oh, up because he doesn't block. He doesn't block. If he goes somewhere where he can be the number two option, um, he's got the athleticism to do it and to score touchdowns. He was pretty so, much completely schemed out of that offense this year. What do you have on. one touchdown? Um actually, let me Maybe see. Maybe two. Uh Jacecki had five. I think at one point though he had like three consecutive games with zero, like zero points. Well, he only had 32 catches total. Yeah, and he played. He was healthy. That that whole that yeah, that whole scheme, he's just gone. I like that though, but I don't. Where would that place be? Give me, give me one yeah, place. I, know. That... I I was just thinking about that. I mean, because let's take it. Last year's stats: seventy three catches for seven hundred and eighty yards. Only had two touchdowns last year. If you give him five last year instead of two, um, I don't know where that would put him off the top of my head. But uh, it certainly would be somewhere as a as a tight end one, especially with how the landscape of tight ends uh, how it is right now. Send him to the Jets with Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that would have double-digit touchdowns written all over it, wouldn't it? Yeah, because he loves he doesn't like throwing a lot to tight ends, so he loves throwing to him in the red zone. Mm, that's, that's your I boy Tanya. Thirty catches for ten touchdowns. If if he can have double-digit touchdowns, surely Jasicki could. Oh. Uh, that's interesting. What about um what about the Seahawks? If oh, uh well, they have got, Fant and DK uh and Lockett. Yeah, but I mean Fant. Yeah, come on. That doesn't do Maybe. anything. I got one for you. You ready for this? Throw it at me. How about the Chargers? Because Gerald Everett's a free agent. Oh, that wouldn't be bad at all. Would not be bad. And I'd let Gerald Everett roll because he's just he's too inconsistent. Yeah, now granted, like I said, Jasicki's not blocking for you. Well, but all right. And that's why they start way, way, way too early rankings. Because we have yeah. no idea where these guys are gonna end up and who else is gonna end up there with them. You know, right? We we just don't know. We have no idea. But I like that. I, I'll buy what you're selling. Both of us think that he who should not be named could sneak in the top five given he stays in Jacksonville and continues that rapport with Lawrence and they continue to score and score and score and score. But he'll probably be silly and try to go somewhere for more money that's not very good. It wouldn't surprise me. And he'll be like he was with the Giants. Two catches for seven yards, two drops, and three touchdowns for his entire four-year career there yeah what a mess so two quick questions one we were talking earlier today 
maybe not necessarily stat wise, but the trade of the year, Chiefs getting Kadarius Tony. What an impact he had on their season and the Super Bowl. Um, possibly. I'll I would go AJ Brown. Well, that wasn't during the season. The season. Oh, I'm talking mean, about during a trade that happened during I apologize, I wasn't clear. I'm talking about a trade that happened mid season when things were already going. Yeah, the AJ Brown okay. trade is sickening. The dude broke every receiver record in Philly. Scores a hundred yards, scores a touchdown in the Super Bowl. He's a freaking monster. Well, here's the deal with with Tony. You you make a trade like that. If you win a Super Bowl, whatever happened was worth it. Like the Rams, absolutely. They, they sold the farm. They gave up so many draft picks for all these guys. And guess what? They won a title. So yep. every yep. single thing they did was worth it. Well, they should have won more than one. No, doesn't work that way. You win one. That's the goal. Anything else is is extra. So, sure, absolutely. They won the Super Bowl, and he was a huge part of it. He had a touchdown, a punt return almost for a touchdown. So, yep. yeah, definitely. definitely. Cool. And one more quick thing before we get off here. And I'm asking you as a fan and a guy who knows what he's talking about here, where will Miles Sanders be lining up next year? Oh, boy. Because you know it's there not going to be Philly. It's not going to be Philly. And it shouldn't. Honestly, it shouldn't be Philly. I don't think they need Miles Sanders to make this offense go. No, and I think he's tired of the way he's used there. He's made it pretty clear, both subtly and not so subtly through the last couple of years. He doesn't exactly like his usage. I think he loves the team, but doesn't like his usage. Well, let's see. Who needs a big year. He's shown well, that he's shown he can play. The dude can play. Yeah. Um, I'm wondering if him and Frank Reich cross paths. Oh, that'd be nice. They really take him down to Carolina. That could be something there. Um, the Washington Commanders would probably do it just to tick everybody off because they take all these Eagles castoffs. Oh. And they don't need him. But another it, go ahead. No, keep going, keep going. I was, it would screw Antonio Gibson yet again. Yuck. Uh, every time Poor we think Antonio Gibson's going to – I know. I know. What were, you, what, what were we going to say? Another thing that could lure him to the Panthers, you saw who they signed, who they brought in today, Deuce Staley. Now, I don't know uh, if Staley yeah. was still in Philly when Miles Sanders was there, but they still must have a lot of mutual people that they're friends with, would love to work with each other. They signed him on today as offensive uh, running backs coach slash uh, assistant head coach today. Oh, dude, I, nope. I know where he's going. Talk to me. Arizona. Arizona. Mm, you think they're gonna they're gonna bail on James Conner? Well, they just got their and they your offensive coordinators there, yeah. That's right. That's right. Um defensive coordinator, right? Which yeah. is which? Gannon. Gannon. Yes, your Gannon. defense coordinators in Arizona. You're right. Because a lot of people today were surprised that after giving up that many not me. Because I know it's about a season, not a single game against Patrick Mahomes where they had two weeks to prepare for you. But after those two botched defensive calls in the end zone and giving up 38 points, well, really only 31, a lot of people are like, really? And they're going, they waited this long to hire that guy. I'm like, well, it's a body of work, not one game. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, but still, he knows him. They have a rapport. They, I like that. I, I could go with that, especially if James Connors hurt all the time. Yes, he is. Uh, he'll definitely James Conner will definitely be under contract. He'll definitely be on the team this year. Uh, but 
that's I mean that doesn't really matter. They can still bring in uh, Miles Sanders if they want to. Again, that connection obviously is is pretty tight there. So there's some there's some options for you. What do you think? I don't know. I'd like to see him in Miami because from well, what I've seen, every one of their running backs is a free agent this year. So yeah, why are. not bring in Miles Sanders, a guy who isn't hurt all the time, a guy who's going to play really hard for you, and a guy who's ready to handle the ball a little more often. I think that'd be a perfect fit down there. And he can catch. They never let him, but he can catch. There are so many options. I mean, how about I, I was reading somewhere that Joe Mixon might get cut. So if that's the case, you go to Cincinnati. Um, how about uh, how about Buffalo? I think Singletary's a free Ooh, agent, yeah. right? I mean, good grief. Can you imagine Miles Sanders in Buffalo? That would be nice. That'd be an excellent fit. Boy, he could rack up some freaking numbers there in that offense. I like but the free, and we'll there. talk about this in a future show. But the free agents, uh, the free agent pool for for running backs is pretty deep. It is. We got some we got some pretty big names out there. So. None of them are true superstars, but there's so many that are truly solid that teams are going to salivate over. Right. They, mean, they're, they're they're guys that are going to be able to name. It's not going to be like last year and the year before where there's still running backs available in July. These are guys that are going to be snagged up pretty quick. I think. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Anything else for you? No, that's another season down. Uh, hey, I told you before, right before we hit record, I am really excited for Sunday. Yeah, and I and asked you, asked you why. <laughs> and I, no, you said, what do you got going on? And uh, I yeah, said, nothing. Nothing. I got nothing. I'll probably waste two or three Sundays in a row, and then I'll, I'll get around to being productive. But uh, it'll be nice to not be glued to my couch for – eight hours a day so one quick question before we sign off the percentage chance that on week one tom brady will be under center somewhere right now we're just talking right now on valentine's day in come september will he be under center percentage 30 percent. i'm with you that's i was gonna say about 35 40 because he's already hinting that he wants to play. He knows he still can, blah, 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 blah. I just don't want him to tarnish his whole thing with this retire, not retire. At least pretend you don't know what you're going to do. Don't keep saying you're going to do it and then do it and then come back. Irritate. Well, he did file the paperwork. I don't know if that matters. But it doesn't. It can be rescinded immediately. You just fill out the alternate paperwork. Okay. Uh, Florio wrote all about it, and you're really immediately put back in. Well, we'll see. 30%. All right, sir. Hey, everybody. Thanks for uh, tuning in, checking it out. Uh, get your Bell Run Football Podcast. Uh, check us out on Spotify, Facebook, um, YouTube. There it is. Spotify, Facebook, YouTube. Uh, thanks again. Y'all are great. Great season. Uh, but we don't stop. We're every week, all through the year. So stick with us. We're about to get into my favorite time of year. Free agency and draft stuff. Oh, yeah. so, and I looked at uh, the draft. You don't have to pay to go to anything at the draft. You just yeah, have to free. go down there and you walk over to the place and you just go to everything. Awesome. All right, Kevin. I'll see you in a week, buddy. See you, buddy.